I'm looking for exciting. He gets another highlight for the real. I'm looking for flashy. Oh! I'm looking for somebody who has that thing. I come out to knock people out. That's all I want to do. What is that thing? Sean O'Malley is that thing. Welcome to the Sugar Show. <laughs> what do you get when you mix meticulously ferocious striking? Sugar Sean O'Malley in round one. An unwavering, undefeated mindset. I said, I'm not counting that as a loss. That shit was f and intoxicating charisma. And the bigger the crowd, the more people watching them, the better I feel like I perform. You get a UFC superstar. I gotta meet that kid, man. Sugar Sean O'Malley is the most popular bantamweight in UFC history. In fact, he's one of the biggest stars the sport has ever seen. But it wasn't a smooth ride to the top. I threw a kick and I felt it snap right there. Questionable stoppages. I hit his ear, but then he started holding the back of his head. He was like, the back of my head, the back of my head. Suspensions for banned substances. They did give you the retroactive suspension. It sucks for getting in trouble for something I didn't do. And resilient competition almost derailed his career. This is a story of knockouts. Sugar Sean! Fame. We got world champions watching Sean O'Malley wishing they were in his spot. And controversy. Now I'm not denying that I thought Piotr Jan won. This is Sean O'Malley's road to the UFC Bantamweight Championship. Sean O'Malley had his breakout performance on Dana White's Contender Series in 2017. But to truly understand how we got here, we have to go back. Like, way back. Sugar, how many amateur fights do you have? Yeah, I had 14 MMA fights. Uh, amateur MMA fights. While growing up in Montana, Sean gravitated towards combat sports and had his first amateur MMA fight in 2013. We got Sean. He's out of hell in here, the proven grounds. Should be a good fight. And despite his inexperience, it was clear he had the talent. A rip kick there, working on the punches. But the kids still needed a good team behind him. And I saw Sean, he was... I was 18. 18 at the time, and I saw him, I was like, damn, that kid, kid's got some good talent. So I invited him down after I went up to him, and I said, hey, dude, you can stay on my couch for a little bit and come check out the gym. Kind of figured he wouldn't. I was so jacked, because I knew Tim. I seen him on TV. I, di I didn't meet him personally, but I seen him on Bellator. He was talking. He's like, yeah, me and you were going to the top. I'm like... This kid has no idea what he's about to get himself into. And so Sugar had himself a good team and started to build up his experience as an amateur. That's it. We saw a lot of Sean there. We saw a lot of striking. We saw a lot of ground control. But in his fourth amateur fight, Sean was out grappled and finished via armbar. And after scoring a victory in between, Sean was steamrolled and finished via short choke. It was clear Sean needed to work on his grappling. I literally did not know how to wrestle. I didn't know what a single leg was. Did not know <laughs> anything about wrestling. I remember crying, leaving practice. Did you wrestle in high school at all? No. Nothing? Nothing. But things were about to take a turn for the controversial as Sean would find himself in deep waters against another grappler. While being on his way to a decision loss, Sean gets flattened out by Carlos Lazoya and starts eating several punches. <laughs> and the referee stepped in between to presumably stop the fight. But instead, gives Sean time to recover from illegal shots to the back of the head. But none of those shots were illegal. I hit his ear, but then he, he started holding the back of his head, and uh, he was like, the back of my head, the back of my head. And many fans in attendance and those who have seen the footage critique Sean for playing up a foul that didn't occur, presumably to earn a DQ victory. Because Sean O'Malley received an illegal blow to the back of the head, Which is precisely what happened. So the winner of this bout by disqualification is Sugar Sean O'Malley. Thankfully, Carlos is a good sport about the outcome to this day. I feel like I was about to finish Sean, 
in that fifth round. Uh, but then, you know, that kind of happened, so. But it's like, it was an amateur fight. And to me, it was just like, it was just fun, you know? I was just like, I was just, it was just a fight, you know? Was, to me, it was just competing. And Sean O'Malley went on to amass a five-fight win streak to round out his amateur career at nine wins and two losses. And with the experience in his pocket, Sean began his pro MMA career in 2015. <laughs> quickly and spectacularly advancing his record to 7-0. And the young prospect was attracting so much attention that he was invited to showcase his skill set on Dana White's Contender Series in 2017. With this opportunity, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna knock this kid out, I'm gonna come out there, bounce in front of him, his confidence is gonna go down, I'm gonna kick him in the body, I'm gonna kick him in the head, and the fight's gonna be over in two rounds. He did face some adversity early into the opening round. Another few rights. Wow, great ground and pound here. But Sugar recovered and overtook his opponent to earn a vicious knockout. And Dana White was clearly impressed. Even Snoop Dogg, who was in attendance, could not contain his excitement for the young fighter. With such an obvious future star in his presence, Dana had no choice but to award Sean an official UFC contract. I'm looking for somebody who has that uh, that thing. What is that thing? Sean O'Malley is that thing. I like this kid. Um, I like everything about him. I like his fighting style, and uh, yeah, he's the guy. I literally picture this. I know everyone says that, but I picture this. I picture me knocking this kid out, and everything's just going perfect. It's even more impressive when you realize Sean predicted a highlight reel finish before this fight. I literally knew I was going to go in there and knock him out. I wrote it right here eight weeks ago. I was going to knock him out. Eight, no, I started my little calendar. I marked down every night. And when you consider that Sean was in bad shape. I had a concussion, a bad concussion, three weeks out from that fight against Alfred in the Contender Series. I remember waking up in the middle of the night puking. Um, I couldn't train. And we'll get to why he wasn't training correctly in a moment, but Sugar still had to make his UFC debut. Defeated Sugar! Sean O'Malley! And under the bright lights, O'Malley shined. Oh, nice. Question mark kick by O'Malley. Giving us glimpses of his vast striking skill set and even his grappling ability, which earned him a decision victory. And still undefeated, Sugar! Sean O'Malley! Oh my god, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless. We're just getting started, baby. We're just getting started. But even so, he wasn't reaching his full potential in those last two performances because Sean was operating on fumes through a vegan diet. I ate a vegan diet for six months. I just didn't feel great perfectly explaining sean's frail physique and less precise execution it wasn't until sean ran into dr andy galpin that he made a change if he's this smart and he's telling me that some good quality meat's gonna benefit me i would be stupid to not take him up on that and and, and do that i felt my energy levels i'd wake up I'd, my energy levels were way higher i just felt more aggressive i felt more like manly and the results were very evident in sugar's second ufc fight in 2018. it was a much more confident and powerful display of what sean is capable of Mixing up so many elements of his striking and dominating Sukumtoth on the feet. And when it hit the ground, Sean was attacking beautifully with triangles and guillotines alike, clearly searching for the finish. Oh, that oh, look at this. 
but in terrifying fashion in round three, Sean hurt his foot and couldn't even stand opposite his opponent. He hurt his foot. O'Malley hurt his foot or his leg. I, did, I, I threw a kick and I landed and I launched off my right foot to throw a right hand and I felt it snap right there. However, with poor decision making by Sukumtoth, he took Sean down and wrestled him the remainder of the round. It's crazy that Sukumtoth actually forced these takedowns. See, O'Malley's in some serious pain. Yeah, he's hurt. And it was clear by the end that Sean endured an agonizing injury and couldn't even stand for the reading of the decision. Sugar! Yes, in Sean's greatest adversity yet, he managed to win a fight that perhaps would have been ruled a TKO if Sukumtoth hadn't decided to wrestle. But with another win in his pocket, Sean couldn't have been more content. Welcome to the Sugar Show, everybody! Sugar Sean O'Malley, ladies and gentlemen! But unfortunately, his next fight wouldn't happen for another two years. So right now, it's the Athletic Commission that's not letting me fight. So we have a hearing with them on the 20th. Sean O'Malley be suspended for six months and that suspension ending on March 5th, uh, 2019 as recommended. However, Sean's measly six-month suspension was revisited once again after he tested positive for Osterine once more. You saw the call that I had failed the test. I, I had a substance called Osterine in my in my test. It sucks for getting in trouble for something I didn't do. Despite it being residual from his previous failed test, he was handed another six-month suspension by USADA. They did give you the retroactive suspension. You are clear, but you do have to you know, continue to take tests and it's because of this Austrian that keeps popping up and you can't be at a certain level. It was such an unfortunate situation for one of the UFC's fastest rising stars. Don't get me wrong, the UFC kept him busy by allowing him to show off his much improved grappling on UFC Fight Pass. I mean, he submitted Takanori Gomi for crying out loud. But spending this much time away from the cage began to raise the question of how he would perform once he returned. And oh boy were we surprised. Sean faced Jose Quinones in March 2020 and immediately started dismantling him on the feet. Front kick to the body. And in what was a near flawless execution, Sean earned another first round finish for the highlight reel. It was clear that Sugar Sean O'Malley was back and he wasn't playing any games. You've been off for two years. You had to go through all sorts of adversity to get back here into the octagon. How good does this feel? It's hard to put into words. You can't really put it into words. It feels good. The UFC, media, and fans couldn't get enough of Sean O'Malley. So he is going to be as good as he's ever been as he advances. But how would Sean do against a bantamweight legend? I know you wanted to step up in competition, so you're facing Eddie Wineland. Whether he comes forward and push, pushes the action, he'll get knocked out, or, or uh, if he lets me push him backwards, he'll get knocked out. I'm fighting a guy who, he's got a huge name, although he's, he's been in the UFC not that long. He's got a very big name, a very big following. A first-round knockout. Or second round now, I, gotta, I don't see him getting out of the first round. For his fourth UFC fight, Sean would stand across Eddie Wineland, a veteran bantamweight who was the first WEC bantamweight champion. An intimidating outing for any fighter, but Sean was up for the task. And in classic Sugar fashion, O'Malley got to quick work with his hands to set up yet another first round highlight reel knockout. Goodness, he slept in bed. This performance elevated Sean to a level he had never seen before. He was the nicest mother 
too. I l legitimately felt bad knocking wow. him out. He was no longer a rising UFC prospect. He was a determined contender marching to the UFC title, leaving a trail of bodies behind, and doing so with a level of swagger unseen since Sean's admitted inspiration. You just throw on fight pass, watch Connor, watch him walk out, just watch him, his body language. He's the man. I love Connor. I've always loved Connor. But unfortunately, history was destined to repeat itself. Sean was slated to face experienced bantamweight Marlon Chito Vera at UFC 252. I, I see myself going in there and I, I, I'm the guy up. Like, I'm, I, I'm pretty ready. As fast as the starter as I am and as slow as he is, I think that that equals a first round knockout. But this fight was destined to have an unsatisfying conclusion. As Sean was just starting to get his timing, range, and rhythm in the first round, Marlon landed a kick to Sean's perennial nerve. This caused Sean to get drop foot and not be able to stand on that leg. Something's wrong with O'Malley's yep, leg. Right I don't leg. know what happened. Sugar tried to dance around Cheeto Vera to hopefully see the next round. He's hiding it. He's trying to hide it. But with limited footwork and 20 seconds left in the fight, Cheeto capitalized on O'Malley's inability to stand and collected a first round TKO victory. Huge Sean was clearly unaccepting of the result, feeling as though he was still undefeated. Well, just people thought it was funny that you always said that that wasn't a loss. It's not. His toe hit my nerve. It was just a weird thing. His toe bounced off, or like pushed a button. I said, I'm not counting that as a loss. That shit was f like it was. Yeah, it was freak accident. And Cheeto politely disagreed. I don't give a shit what he said. I knock him out. But the loss wasn't going anywhere, and Sean still had more to prove. Sean's next bout would be against the experienced Thomas Almeida. What, what do you think a win over Thomas Almeida does for your career? It depends how I win. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust him up, and uh, that's it. I always go for the the knockout. Go out there and put his lights out the way I put out Eddie's lights. Um, you know, make a big statement. I'm, I'm up in that, in that, that talk. He's a good fighter, but he needs to show him, prove it. And with his perennial nerve intact, Sean O'Malley put on a clinic against Almeida, outstriking and outmaneuvering his opponent for three straight rounds. And despite Almeida's impressive durability, O'Malley added Thomas to his collection of finishes. Oh, he gets another highlight for the real. Sean could not have been any more popular after this performance. I, I, I gotta prove a lot of stupid people that they're stupid. It was nice. And what better way to reward an explosive fan favorite performer than to spotlight him on a Conor McGregor pay-per-view? I just look at it as another fight, just another name, just another face to, to, to add to my collection of highlight reel knockouts. Sean would face Chris Moutinho at UFC 264 for the world to see. And oh boy did O'Malley deliver. Sean O'Malley quickly overwhelmed his very tough adversary, piecing him up on the feet for three straight rounds while Moutinho kept marching forward. But with just 30 seconds left in the fight, Sean found the opening to the Delivered just enough punishment to warrant a TKO stoppage. And Sean started to set his sights on the top of the division. He took this fight on 11 days' notice when a lot of people in the UFC wouldn't even take it. Cody Garbrandt hasn't won a fight since 2012. Peter Yard is petrified. Dominic Cruz is ducking me. Bob Ron, where you at? And while Sean would not yet face elite competition, he wasn't far from his wish. But before we get to his highest profile bouts, we gotta see the fight that earns him those opportunities. Sean's next bout will be opposite Holly and Paiva. They offered me Paiva, who was ranked 15. You know, I didn't know that at the time. I have to put his lights out. I can't, it can't be a boring fight. If it's a boring fight, you know, I don't really have any say in what's next. I'm gonna put this clown where he belongs. And where does the clown belong? He doesn't belong in the octagon. He belongs in the circus, and that's what I'm gonna do on Saturday. But despite having a scheduled opponent, Sean decided to square off against former bantamweight champion Cody Garbrandt at the press conference. He's, he's won one fight since 2017. 
Bro, I'll eat you I think like let's cotton just square candy. up with Dana. Can me and Cody square up just to, for the future? Please, let's do it. We're doing it right now. Square up. But Sean soon refocused to his immediate opposition. And in what is perhaps his most impressive outing, Sean obliterated Baiva in the first round for another highlight reel finish. It's even more impressive when you consider he fought through an injured rib that night. 99% sure I was going to pull out of this fight. I couldn't grapple. I couldn't spar. All I could do was run and hit mitts. I knew how many people were going to come out here and wanted to watch me fight. And I just couldn't pull out. And now it seemed like the only path for Sean was up. Did he show you tonight that he's ready for the top guys? The guy he beat tonight is a real guy. He did it in spectacular fashion. We got world champions watching Sean O'Malley, wishing they were in his spot. Two things. He wants to get paid and he wants to fight higher, you know, higher level competition. It's like we're going to have to pay him. Get him some fights. Little did Sean know how controversial his next two fights would play out. But before we get to those two performances, if you're enjoying the content, consider supporting the channel by grabbing yourself some awesome MMA merch from the store on my YouTube channel. Every cent goes back into making quality content and you get some cool stuff. Links in the description, but use code SUGAR for 10% off. And speaking of sugar, O'Malley's toughest opponent would come in the form of Pedro Munoz, a skilled veteran whose last four losses were to former or future champions. Myself, I think I can't stop him within three rounds for sure. But unfortunately, this fight would not have a satisfactory ending. The two met in July 2022, and after spending the first round exchanging ranged attacks, the two returned for the second round, where Sean unfortunately delivered an eye poke to Munoz that we later learned caused serious damage. A scratch, a abrasion in the cornea of my eye. And since Munoz couldn't continue, the fight was ruled a no contest. This fight is now declared a no decision. But Sean felt like he won and that Pedro quit. I do feel like I won the fight, but it's not like the emotions of winning a fight. Fake eye poke. Walking around like, damn, I feel I dominated. I didn't get hit one. I put people on highlight reels like they're memes. Sure. Yeah. And he knew that was about to happen. And Pedro was displeased with Sean's post-fight comments. A lot of his actions after the fight was things that I don't think is right based on my values. He can't and apologize me, but and then you will make fun. That's kind of like, you know, things that I tell my kids not to do it. But it didn't seem to matter as Sean would be put on the fast track to a high-level bout. I go out there and start Peter Yan, October 22nd in Abu Dhabi. That's massive. That That is how superstars are, are born. Styles, stylistically, I think I, 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 um, I give him a big problem. I think UFC probably went to him and said, hey, you can't just keep turning these guys down. You have to fight the chicken show, so. Yes, Sean was set to face former UFC champion Piotr Jan in a number one contendership fight. This Peter Jan fight excited me so much. It's a risky fight for Peter. He, he's not stupid. You know, he looks at, well, maybe he is. Peter's style is the perfect one for you to do that, to go out there against him, put on a show on your feet and, and potentially knock him out. Yeah, I mean, I can see myself doing that to anybody in the division. Sean is a UFC project and a corner wannabe. Now I have the opportunity to go out there and show the world that I'm as good as I've been saying I am. The women here are just absolutely beautiful. Not that I've been looking. No, well, you're focused on your fight. Yeah, I focus on Peter. He's cute, too. And the two were as cordial as you could imagine. My prediction? I beat his ass. No way he's 5'5", five, five, or 5'7". Five, um, I just believe I'm a lot, lot better everywhere. It's not about the height. Just look at him. He's like a whore on the side of the road. I'm gonna smash Peter. How about that? Is that a better answer? Seven days out from the fight today. And I'm telling you right now, I will beat Pete October 22nd, 2000.
2022. But talk is cheap, and the two would finally square off at UFC 280 at the end of 2022. It was a contentious battle. Sean hurt Piotr Jan. Piotr Jan hurt Sean. Sean outlanded Jan throughout the fight, and Jan controlled Sean on the ground. Beautiful job, level changing by Piotr Jan. And in perhaps the most controversial decision of the year, Sugar got the nod. Sugar! MMA community was shocked. Now, I'm not denying that I thought Piotr Jan won because I did think he won at the end of it. It was one of those razor-thin close fights. I could see people saying Jan won the fight. I could see people saying O'Malley won the fight. But in classic O'Malley fashion, he defended the outcome. I just proved that, you know, I belong in the, in the, in the top of the division. I outstruck him. Number, yeah. Turned him into a wrestler. A lot of people, they, they just hated the fact that I skipped the entire top 10, went to the top dog. But no matter how you scored it, Sean O'Malley was the number one contender. And his next fight would be against the reigning and defending bantamweight champion, Aljamain Sterling. You look like You better be able to cut weight real soon. And plenty of words had been exchanged. I think we all know what his kryptonite is. I do believe I have the ability and the skills to go out there and shock the world because I do believe I'm going to be a massive underdog. I guarantee you, we step in there, I think I fold that man in half in one round. He's just not as big as he looks. Sean O'Malley presents a lot of unique issues for Aljamain Sterling. I'm a sniper. You can't walk forward like that with me and cross your feet with your chin in the air because I will find it and uh, I will find it often. August 19th, after I knock out Aljamain Sterling. We seen him one time on his back and he was like, a fish out on land. He wants to grapple. I'm sure we're going to be in that front head lock position. I might throw an illegal knee just for fun. I'm going to body lock him. I'm going to fold him in half like a launcher, and that's going to be the fight. It comes down to he's got he's got what I want, and that's that's enough for me. I just believe that I will hit him over and over and over again to where he will fall. The two would finally meet on August 19th, 2023 at UFC 292 for a legacy-defining title fight between two skilled warriors. But wait a second, I don't have that footage. I guess you'll just have to tell me how that goes in the comments down below. Be sure to like, subscribe, grab some merch, and I'll catch you in the next one.